listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Pop Podcast. I'm Tom, and joining me on this roundtable edition is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm very well. I'm very well. I feel like I'm uh, about to break into song with these microphones, so fitting that we've got a boy band's worth of guests here on the show. Abby is here. Hello. Hello, Tom. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Excellent, excellent. And we've also got Paul here. Hello. Hello, Tom. How are things? And Josh and Abby. But they're good, yeah. They're they're great. Having a good time. Very sleep deprived, but we move. And speaking of sleep deprived, Taryn, maybe the most sleep deprived of us all, all the way down there at the other end of the... Can you hear me, Taryn? I can hear you. How's it going down there? Uh, I'm good. We are here to talk about our recent trip to Disneyland Paris. Uh, If you listen to our dispatches there from each day, most of us each evening got together to briefly discuss our highlights of each day at the two parks. But we're here now for a far more professional trip report podcast. Uh, An episode on each park starting today with the main Disneyland Paris park. Normally we try and do it in the order that we did it in the park. But if we did that, we'd be like, well, we went up Main Street for five minutes, then got distracted and turned around and went back the other way for a little while, stopped for a cookie. Then we thought, should we do a ride? No, there are hot dogs over there. Get rejected by a character. And uh, eventually we might go on a ride, but no guarantees. So we're going to use the map. And there's no better thing park map for the way we do Trip Report podcasts than... I haven't spoke, Josh. Oh, absolutely. The bread and butter of uh, park maps. I guess for a bit of context, we were staying on on David Crockett Ranch. Wee oui, wee. Oui. We talked a little bit about that over the course of the dispatches, of course. But brief thoughts on David Crockett Ranch. Uh, how, how do people find staying there? It's like the cheapest option by far of all the Disneyland Paris resort hotels. But uh, I think we all found it to be pretty good. Pretty reasonable. But the the beds could have been bigger but also they weren't like tiny you could, could manage they were they were wouldn't say the softest beds it wasn't like staying at the marriott but you know you're, you're only there for like a night you're not there all day so it's fine i love i appreciate how your standard of <laughs> bed is marriott <laughs> it had a toilet so i'm happy about that it had a toilet i got scared because i thought that we got a hotel or whatever and then you guys were trying to tell me that we went we were going camping well got a bit worried there yeah I mean, it is set up to, to feel like you're going out to camp in the wilderness. It's about 10 minutes from the parks. Yeah. Whereas all the other hotels they've got there are sort of within walking distance of yeah. the parks. There's no transport laid on from here either. So you have to be able to drive from the uh, ranch to the parks. But all the other perks are the same. So you get your park tickets included and your parking at the parks included. You just have to put up with that little drive. Uh, Abby is the designated driver. Yeah, uh, you got the the king size room. There's a very comfortable How was that? room. I never, I, I never went in there. I never, I never saw what it was like. Did you have like a on site on suite spa or anything? There, there was a waterfall which you could shower under, mm-hmm. and then mermaid just come up and like massage you and stuff like that. Yeah, but apart from that, it was pretty standard stuff. Really, uh, as part of staying on site, we we get extra magic hours at the park. So theoretically, Josh <laughs> and I, I place the emphasis on the word theoretically yeah. you can get into the parks at half past eight uh each day I wouldn't know what that rather than half past nine which were the opening times when we were there yeah you know you could uh it means the queues would be shorter um very few people in the park spread out quite far so yeah get straight on a couple of rides maybe ride them multiple times in the morning uh you, you would be living the dream if you um 
managed to. I'll be right back. Wow. Well, I, I do think it's extremely fitting that a trip report of this particular stay at Disneyland is consistently being distracted <laughs> and interrupted by the desire to eat. Yeah. So we'll do our best to crack on despite the sweet aromas of fast food soon to be entering the studio here. But uh, anyway, something again, just for context at the top here, that did make the fact that we never got there for early entry a bit more palatable was yourself, Taryn. I'm crippled. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way of putting it. And it meant that you were able to uh, get a a magic all pass. Basically a fast pass to allow us to skip queues. But I don't think it's for the reason of skipping queues. It's just that it's hard to go up the stairs or whatever to a ride. So they have a separate entrance that allows you to just go yeah. through the exit, really, and jump on the ride. And also, I think if you have wheelchairs blocking the entrance of stuff, it would be bad for them. So, yeah, we were able to get me and four people, right, I think, to skip. It was it was the whole group for rides and slightly less that you could bring two, two, two for characters, characters and, and, and fireworks, fireworks and shows, yeah. you know. So that was good. Yeah. Which and meant... We didn't have to get there really early uh, because it did. It did help us a lot with with some wait times on certain rides. I think the longest we had to wait for anything was probably Crush's coaster at the other park because I couldn't do that because you couldn't do that. So there are certain rides that didn't let you go on, but otherwise you could do pretty much everything, and that helped us a lot over the course of our time in the parks. Anything else people can think of in terms of useful context before we dive into the park proper and and go through it? The fact that we went. When it was absolutely freezing. Um, and the fact that all the Christmas stuff was out. Well, of course, yes. It, it was Christmas time at Disney, so the ranch was dressed up quite nicely with decorations. And in both parks, Disneyland especially, the main park, was beautifully done up for Christmas, especially as we get to Main Street. Mm. That's where all the, the best of the decorations and the festivities were going on, I would say. Yeah. And uh, the reason, Paul, frankly, I'm not sure why you're here, because you won't be able to remember anything, because you drunk your way around both parks <laughs> in old wine. So you're having a great Christmas time. We didn't have that many. Clearly it hit you more than it hit me. <laughs> That's true, to be fair. We shall crack on with Disneyland. So coming into Main Street, it's the classic Main Street setup for a Disneyland park, really. We oui. uh, Shops, places to stop. Lots of shops. Lots of shops. Yeah. Spent uh, quite a bit. I think I think you were probably the biggest spender of the trip, actually, Taron. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Is there a shop you didn't buy something in? That's the question. I think there were more well, shops. The thing is, I did all my Christmas shopping at Disneyland. You got it all out of the way. Can't can't argue with that, I suppose. I didn't spend a lot. Got yourself some nice plushies as well. Yeah. Those weren't gifts. Those were himself. Yeah. 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 The, the highlight for me of Main Street other than the Christmas decorations and the fantastic tree that they've got, is the fact that the Main Street Bakery is still in-house Disney treats. Oh, yeah. So if you don't know, uh, very controversially, all the in-house Disney bakeries at the Florida parks, anyway, have over the course of several years been replaced by Starbucks's. Oh, that is controversial. Disgusting behaviour. So I used to be a big fan of Magic Kingdom's in-house chocolate chip cookie. Mm. But now, if I want one from that particular outlet, it's a Starbucks cookie or bust. Oof. Whereas here in Paris, 
Uh, they are still in-house freshly baked Disney cookies. And we had the, I think it was the 30th anniversary cookies. That's the other thing. It wasn't just Christmas. It was the 30th anniversary celebrations, yeah. uh, which I think have been going on for about six years probably. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, but the cookie was pretty good. And it was definitely a time not just for mulled wine, but for lots of coffees and hot chocolates. Because as you mm. say, it was freezing cold and very foggy on that first yeah. particular day, of course. But anyway, uh, let's let's move on from Main Street, unless anyone else had anything to add about it. Obviously, there were no rides to be had in Main Street or anything like that. So They had some cool fake snow shows. Uh, yes, there were moments where there was some, some fake snow. Obviously, I think we got our best views of the parades on mm. Main Street. I wish I could get Good view Jasmine. Jasmine. As well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is yeah. that where the infamous photo was taken of, of Abby looking longingly up at, at Jasmine? Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was near the middle, near the uh, near the castle, but yeah. Oh, right. Um, and the other princesses and stuff. Well. No, don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go uh, round in a, in a clockwise manner, shall we? Which means we start with my favourite land at this particular Disneyland, which is Frontierland. Hell yeah. Which is different to the, uh, the Frontierland at the Magic Kingdom, for example. There are rides in this particular Frontierland that you wouldn't find in the other frontier lands. Yes. Chief among them, this park's version of Haunted Mansion, which here is Phantom Manor. Yes. Uh, which we didn't get to do last time we were at Disneyland in 2018. It was under refurbishment. Is, it was under refurb when Park Rush began. As someone who I think was looking forward to doing Phantom Manor, given we missed it last time. Yes. What did you make of this particular Phantom Manor? I really enjoyed it. Um, it's got the same uh, pre-show elements as you would expect to see at both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland California. Um, but then it's got some scenes uh, on the ride that you don't expect at the other parks, such as the Western-themed uh, areas of the ride, which were really good. I thought they were really impressive. Bits of some, some gunslinging, some saloon bars, that sort of thing. Yeah, they, you know, it's not just, oh, we, we put Haunted Mansion in Frontierland and left it at that. They've actually works the fact that it is in Frontierland into the storyline of the ride, of yeah. the attraction. So it is a, it's a unique experience. Paul, you were, you, were a bit, you were a bit creeped out initially by uh, the Phantom Manor. I seem to remember there was a bit of trepidation on your part. Yeah, because you guys keep on talking about like massive rides, and I don't know what kind of ride it was going to be. So I was like, oh, crap, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be bad. And then we went through it, and it was actually totally fine. Uh, Abby, what did you make of the Phantom Manor? This is, uh, you know, this park's version of a Disney classic. So yeah, I mean, I have no previous experience with Phantom Manor. I've been to Disneyland in California, um, didn't really do much of the rides there, um, so had no idea what to expect. But it was really cool. I thought some of the effects, um, the ghost effect, especially in the in the hallway, that was so cool. I don't, I don't know. I still don't know how they did that. I think Tyron, you said you saw yes, a video of how they did I that. I don't know. I think me and Josh were talking about this earlier. It was basically a Disney um, show. What was it called? I, d- I forgot what it was called. It's on Dis- uh, what's it called? Uh, Imagineering. Yeah, so they had like a video of how they basically have another building that you're on kind of the ride. And underneath you is basically another room where they project it from. So they have mannequins like on like these electronic like... Yeah, so they have like a pepper's ghost effect is what yeah. it's called. Yeah. It's just really cool. Like any pass by and like it seems that they're just floating. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. 
I like that bit. That was my favourite bit. That particular ride. Yeah, I think the attention to detail throughout the whole park, especially the main Disneyland park, is second to none, really. And on Phantom Manor in particular, it's it's really, really great. And Haunted Mansion is one of my favourite rides at Magic Kingdom. And Phantom Manor was one of my favourite rides at this Disneyland park. It's uh, It's really, really good. But actually, I mean... This is why Frontierland is is top of my list in terms of the areas of this particular park. It's got two absolute banging rides, not just Phantom Manor, but also Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain. Mountain. Uh, or Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. Taren very correctly pronounced it initially. Actually called Big Thunder Mesa at Disneyland. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Wait, really? Yes. Wait, so, really? Yes, really. So I didn't have my mic to my mouth. Um, yeah, because the sort of kind of mountain formation is more of a mesa look than a, just a plain old mountain, mm. which is why I come with that name. Which was the original idea for Big Thunder back in the day, uh, Disneyland, California. Uh, they wanted to build it and have um, Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Railroad yeah. both in the same ride in one big mesa area. But monetary reasons meant they couldn't do it. Uh, but they kind of reimagine that into the Paris version. Am yeah. I right that they're getting rid of that right soon? I hope not. Or is it... Where no, have you heard of that? Florida, they're getting rid of Splash Mountain, they're getting rid of in oh, Florida right, and yeah. California. But they don't have it at no. Uh, Paris. No. I think te- they tend to probably think, I mean, in the days we were there, a testament to this, that generally people aren't going to want to go on rides where they might get wet yeah. in those kinds of conditions. Yeah, I don't want to get wet. No. No, absolutely not. Having said that, don't want to get wet, but who would have thought that this particular Thunder Mountain goes underwater, Josh? What? In like a submarine? In like a submarine, yeah. It's like going back into France. So it's out on um, on the water. Yes, on an island. Yeah, on an island, this particular island. Wait, did he actually go underground? And oh, my oh, my God. <laughs> there is a, an extended portion of the ride where you're going through a dark tunnel and it gets notably colder and quite damp. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. What yeah. do you think was going on there, then? Mate, I was fearing for my life. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, okay, let's go back, backtrack a bit. The reason why you guys wanted me on it is because I've waited for so long. So the deal was, if I went on Big Wonder, Paul would do Tower of Terror. Yeah, and I love Tower Terror, and I wanted Paul to be scared for his life as well. <laughs> I think the other very notable thing about Frontierland here uh, was our meeting with the one and only Christmas Goofy. <laughs> now I feel like I really need to hand this over to Paul and Taron here, but they've got a mouthful of chicken burgers, so uh, we'll have to just kill a bit of time while they get uh, while they sort themselves out. Uh, in terms of what that else was went very on? traumatizing. Oh, you're ready now. Oh yeah. Well, it's uh, traumatizing because in the yeah. moment I didn't realize what was happening. <laughs> Gosh. Well, big this sounds like the introduction <laughs> to a very different story. Santa, I was only <laughs> a child. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed up in a Santa Claus outfit as well. But yeah, so we met Goofy, and this was a big moment because you had been struggling to convince. I got People denied to, with everyone else. You'd been denied a few times. I mean, by, I'm denied in real life and then denied in Disneyland out of all places as well. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so as we said at the top, is the Magic All Pass allows us theoretically to skip queues for meet and greets. Yeah, but all the characters saw me and just said no. 
<laughs> but we repeatedly, on several occasions, we had gone up to um, Pooh Bear, to the characters, to Pooh Bear. I want to Pooh Bear. There were a couple of others, and they said, no, they're, they're all booked out. They're finishing soon. We can't accommodate They just anymore. said no. They didn't say booked out. Any more queue no. jumpers. Yeah. But, uh, and anyway, so it's all Goofy. But Goofy was fine with it. Yeah, we, we hugged, walked away. He, uh, there's, a, there's a photo evidence. I think it's on Twitter, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's yeah. on Twitter, yeah. So... Follow Park Rush. <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll see it. Fantastic gif That's as right. well. Yeah. The, the, this trip was a fantastic source of, of gifts, and uh, that's maybe the, the very best of them is, is you meeting Goofy. It's uh, it's truly fantastic stuff. And I think actually, you know, there was a bit of fun uh, to be had with Goofy when uh, you caught him, Paul, running back towards the meet and greet after he'd taken a break. And that's something I really liked about this park because... The meet and greets in the Florida parks, especially, they basically treat them as attractions now. Like they show up on the map with a wait time, like they do, like a ride would do. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, they they feel a little bit more like they always used to. They feel a bit yeah. more natural, a little bit more spontaneous. And if you, you, there's a chance you might stumble across a character that's just walking around, and he may be just on his way to a meet and greet, or in the case of as we'll get to some of the characters at Avengers Campus, they might just be milling about and it just all feels a lot more, um, yeah, spontaneous. And I think, you know, there's more potential for, for you know, memories to be made, especially for your kids and, you know, you don't expect to see them. And then all of a sudden it's Goofy there with his happy smile and prancing about, having a little dance, waving at the camera, going right up in my face. Yeah, and then he just went off to his meet and greet as he does. It was just, it was just nice, you know. It was. It, come to you think have of it, to love Goofy. Uh, I think the only disappointment for me about Frontierland, and this this takes us back to the 2018 trip, was that what I think was our favourite uh, quick service uh, restaurant at the parks oh, last time yeah. uh, was not open. It seems to be down for refurb, and that is the uh, Fuente del Oro Restaurante, which is, was a cocoa-themed Mexican restaurant. Uh, the standard of quick service food across the two parks generally was really poor, yeah, and uh, and that was a shining light last time, and and it would have been nice if that was there, but uh, maybe it just closed out of protest at how bad things have gotten. It's like we're the only ones delivering here with our yeah. fresh fajitas. There was only one good one. Chips and there was one good place like fast food. Was that barn area near the Goofy place? Oh, was it the Cowboy Cookout yeah. Barbecue? That was really yeah, that was good. It. That was it. They had slightly more. So you had a, American style. A running theme for why the fast food was so bad with the the fries were terrible everywhere but in here they were more like yeah, these, steak chips yeah. weren't they like and they, were, they were really good the only uh, sort of ride that we didn't do in frontierland was the um uh, the, the the boat the boat yeah around the around the lake and around thunder mountain the, the thunder mountain island uh, but other than that we, we we covered just about everything and yeah frontierland looks great at night time as well josh you were keen to go back at night on that on a couple of days that we were there late enough and took some fantastic pictures of Big Thunder Mesa and uh, Phantom Manor. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, the way they light those two rides up at night, I think they look really quite impressive. Um, And with the kind of low-hanging fog around, I think it really uh, brought on the best for them as well. Same with the castle at night as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We'll we'll round off with the uh, the nighttime spectacular at the castle, I think. But we'll move on to Adventureland now, which is another really scenic 
part of the park, I think. And uh, again, a couple of really good rides in here. So uh, we'll, we'll do Pirates of the Caribbean first, I think, which is another absolute classic of the Disney theme parks, of course. Uh, Abby, what did you make of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? I really like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's probably one of my favorite rides. Um, have some fond memories on there because the first time I ever went to Disneyland was when I was about seven, six, six, seven years old. Which one was the, the Paris one. Oh, Paris. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we went on that. We just thought it was going to be a nice, really chill ride, like it's a small world. My mum was eight and a half months pregnant at the time. She ended up going on that ride. Didn't think there was going to be a mini log flume at the end. Um, so that came as a bit of a surprise. But um, I, I love those sort of log flumey things, especially as a kid. Um, so it was nice, nostalgic memories for me, that one. Yeah, absolutely. And like Haunted Mantle, or like Phantom Manor, I think what really sets it apart is the attention to detail. You know, the animatronics are all really great, and the atmosphere and the music. And uh, it has to be said as well, I think it was uh, it was enjoyable, that blast of hot air that you get when you walk into the queue for that particular ride <laughs> of, of the cold, wet streets of Adventureland yeah. to be uh, blasted with some fantastic central heating in Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, was very strong. Also, smelled lovely that place. It smells great. Yeah. It's one of the best smelling rides. I mean, how do you think it compares to the Florida version, Josh? I, I, I mean, I, the problem with the Florida version, it doesn't go for a restaurant. Oh, um, of course, that's another USP yeah. of this one. Yes. Captain Jack's is the is yes. the place, which is which is not a quick service. That's a table service. Table place. service restaurant. Yes. Um, I think automatically it goes down a little bit in my book uh, in Florida because it doesn't go for a restaurant. <laughs> Uh, going for a restaurant always makes you a better ride. Um, I think everyone can agree with that one. And it, it's all the setup, like the layout of it is really weird. Like you go for castle first uh, for a bit, which is kind of bizarre. Um, and then you do, um, you know, the boat scene, the, the, the town scene after that. So it's all a bit, all a bit of a mess. Um, there is a good bit where you can look down and see the ship below while you're up on the castle wall, oh, yeah. which is kind of cool. Mm. But yeah, I do think it's a bit muddled story-wise mm. yeah that's fair Taron what did you make of Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, he's got greasy fingers so uh, <laughs> he can't hold his microphone but uh, I think he's, he's got some support and he's going to do yeah, his best so it was um, it was good <laughs> can you remind me which one this was because I'm a bit so, confused the boat it, with the my, my favourite words are coming up later oh, this okay. episode Fair enough. Had a very nice. That's, that's, that's uh, another way of saying. Let me eat my burger. I'll get back to you when I'm interested. Thank you very much, Paul. Same for you. Do you want me to leave you alone? No, I was just going to comment <laughs> that it was a nice. Uh, it was a nice drop on that ride as well. It's like pretty it's a nice burger. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good burger. It was a very good burger. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Some of the other highlights of Adventureland. We'll get to the other ride in a sec. Well. As, as Paul was, was involved when we did some of this other stuff, well, I was going to talk about the, the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, for example, oh, yeah. or the Adventure Island. And part of the reason I really like Adventureland is that I think it really takes advantage of how scenic it can be. And uh, with the, the Robinson Treehouse and the Adventure Island and the Pirate's Beach, all these kind of walkthrough areas. Uh, but I think the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is probably the best of those. And um, you get some nice views, actually, of parts of the park that yeah. you probably wouldn't see otherwise. I saw a grey heron. Yes, you did some real life bird watching. That's true, some twitching. Uh, yeah. You know, everyone else was sort of, I was pointing out these amazing feats of man made engineering, and this nerd over here was looking at actual nature. I was 
what's going on over here? Boring. I know, right? It's not Jasmine. It's an actual bird. <laughs> it's caught his eye. I thought it was fun to try and recreate some of the photos that you had from previous trips, Josh. Yeah. So that was that was the uh, where it all started back in the day. Lot to answer for this place. Yeah, and uh, there was one specific photo that we you took back in 2018 that we then recreated mm. this time. Kind of nailed it, I think. Yeah, and actually, that I, I don't think I've put what that up anywhere. That? Yeah, in the treehouse. In the treehouse, yeah. You you couldn't make it up to the treehouse. Yes, I'm good again. Remember, yeah. we should have tried to put him on that little sort of waterway that the Robinsons have built. You know, to yeah. get them get their their water buckets up to the top of the treehouse. We should have put you in one of those. Put me in the bucket and then pulled me up. Didn't yeah, yeah. We should have <laughs> given that a go. But um, no, it's funny because like it's a it, rescue dog. We, we recreate the we recreated the shop pretty well, but. In 2018, you you know, hat, t-shirt. In the in the new version, you've probably got like three layers on, yeah. a woody hat. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a very different climate on this particular occasion. One thing about that p- bit of the park was, I think me and Josh were talking, it's like how they've got like the railroad tracks on the floor and like to make it look like it's kind of back in the time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's sort of the, the more in the uh, Adventureland. Frontierland. Frontierland, sorry, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's got like... Um, Horse cart tracks and horse hooves and that sort of thing. Oh, I didn't even notice any of those. Yeah. I actually, what I thought you might have said, and what I'll bring up instead is that uh, with Adventureland, the one thing I did find, it's a little bit uh, harder to navigate than some of the other lands. Mm, and I did yeah. feel like we ran up on a few moments where uh, it, it wasn't immediately obvious that your mobility scooter wouldn't be able to get up certain like stairways and things like that. And sometimes you had to go a little yeah, bit of a roundabout side, way yeah. to, to, to get to the same place that everyone else could get to. So that might be something to consider. There's quite a lot of narrow walkways and tight turns and um, it's maybe not quite as sort of wheelchair scooter friendly as, as some of the other parts of the park are. Yeah, yeah I'll say, I would say. Loop round. Yeah. I remember seeing, like we was, we was kind of heading that way and the guy, who had a push chair got to the top of it and just went ah screw it and just kicked the push chair up and just carried it down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. But I must say it was good though, as like accessibility wise, it was just pretty good for like everything. What, the the thing, the park overall. Yeah, just being. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's not giving it like, like it would. They've they've made it ad- like adaptable for everyone. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like yeah, it can be going around in circles a bit, but it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I've said to multiple people since we get back, since we've got back, like I'm not sure I could ever do Disney without. Without a disabled pass, <laughs> it's an absolute game changer, honestly, yeah. for the way you can just get stuff done. And we found late, like, so late that you can use that pass to skip queues and food as well. Sometimes it felt a bit like we were taking the Mickey. Like I can't believe I'm just literally sort of coming around the back of this hour-long queue yeah. and just going straight on this ride. But um, I think you won. <laughs> you at one point, Josh said it made it feel like we were on a Make-A-Wish trip. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. You know, that's kind of the perfect descriptor. And uh, yeah, it's an absolute game changer. So if you could find yourself a disabled person to take to Disneyland, there's a there's a million dollar app idea for you. Find a cripple. Yeah, I came back from, yeah, find a cripple. I was going to make it, up? borrow my cripple. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing from Adventureland is the uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril roller coaster. Yes. Which, well, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to this, but, you know, as we... As we kind of implied earlier, you were a little unsure about certain rides. I think this is one of those where, if you had um, conquered your your fears earlier on, this is this might have been one that you'd ended up doing as well. But it was just uh, Abby, Josh, and I on this one. 
Yeah. I think we were all agreed. We were all a bit trepidatious about this because I think we all agreed that when we did it in 2018, we found it a little rough. Yeah. yeah. Did you find it the same this time? I, I personally found it uh, more enjoyable. I, you know, I would agree. I found it more enjoyable. I don't know whether it's the extra layers cushioning the shoulders. I think it might have been, actually, yeah. I mean, I found every single ride more enjoyable this time around because I had anti-sickness tablets with me. <laughs> Yeah, it was a much better experience. Yeah. But I very specifically remember, like, I, I mean, as the ride photos always uh, testify, I have a real problem keeping my head up on some of these road posters. <laughs> and on this one in particular, that's a dangerous place to be because your head will just rattle between the, the shoulder restraints. Yeah. But this time, I think because I, I had a really thick coat on and I pulled my hood up, closest I've ever looked to, to Han Solo at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. That's kind of the, that's kind of the type of hood I had. So, yeah, I think a bit of extra padding and cushioning actually helped make that ride more enjoyable. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's not, like, particularly highly themed. Like, it doesn't really gain anything from being Indiana Jones. But um, it's a fun enough coaster. Uh, I, I think it's it's pretty nippy. And it's quite set back in the in the land. It's actually quite hard to find. Yeah. You, you can't true. really see it from anywhere. No, yeah. You have to kind of stumble across it, really. I think we only came across it on our last day, didn't we? We only did it once, yeah. Yeah, so that would make some sense. Because we were looking for the treehouse, weren't we? We were looking for the treehouse, yeah. and then you spotted the, the coaster, so you guys went on. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of the reason, as I say, that Adventureland was maybe one of the less friendly areas for getting around with a mobility scooter is that it's, it's also one of the less friendly areas to just get around on foot in general. Yeah. It's easy to get lost, which, you know, is it's maybe part of the appeal in some way, but worth taking into account perhaps if you've got you know wheelchairs or buggies or whatever um shall we move on to fantasy land then which uh yeah you know, we didn't do a ton in here this was one of the one of the rides you were denied riding yeah and you were unable to to do peter pan peter pan and yeah. two crippled but peter pan a notoriously long queue no matter where 55 you are minutes queue. yeah and uh, no different here so this really would have been a, a brilliant uh, use of the of the all access pass magic all pass I'm giving it a different name every time I talk about it's it to be that it was in case you couldn't evacuate right that's what so basically to give a bit more information when we went into to guest services to get the card mm. you have to they, they ask you a few questions send me and Paul in, in that room um, and we just then they ask like can you like walk I was like yeah can walk can like transfer blah 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 and then they give you a card and then on the card there's like a square the card I had had a square B in blue, yeah, blue. and um, I think what it means is that if it's A they can like go for like any access or areas like they can like um, like climb down like roller coasters access or areas oh yeah I don't know something like that but like they can climb down like the exit hatches or like um, ladders or whatever ladders and then for me like one of the questions they asked was can you get off the ride and like transfer and I was like yeah with the help of guys so I think that was the reason why is because obviously they want someone to go to like get themselves out of the ride yeah with obviously uh, with that ride you're on a flying boat you're on a flying boat so, so how are you going to get down you'd need uh, Tinkerbell to sprinkle some of the dust on you I guess we were and in terms of what else there is uh, on offer in Fantasyland it's a lot of uh, familiar stuff most of which we didn't do Dumbo the teacups uh, carousel for example, the one that, that we too did scary. way too scary. I agree, uh, but the one that we did do was the Voyage of Pinocchio, which uh, Abby, you insisted we did do in 2018. I had no memory of it whatsoever, but maybe we did. Uh, uh, all these kind of fancy land 
rides, no matter which Disney park you're in, are broadly the same. Mm. You're just going through a different film. And uh, so, you know, if you've done one Fantasyland ride, you've kind of done them all. This one just happened to be themed to Pinocchio. Maybe I did it in America, and that's what I was thinking of. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, I honestly can't remember. But anything to be said about Pinocchio? Has anyone watched the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio? No. No. I've watched the Tom Hanks one. I'm sorry to hear that. It was fine. I think they should add Tom Hanks to the uh, Disneyland Paris Pinocchio ride. Add Tom Hanks to anything. It's not a bad policy, to be honest. Generally speaking, it's going to make... Uh, everything better I think the most notable thing about Fantasyland was this was was this the mulled wine location in Disneyland it was indeed and also waffles <laughs> so as part of the Christmas festivities they had a few sort of Christmas market stalls set up in each park in studios as we'll get to they were in the Paris area and in Disneyland they were in Fantasyland pretty good mulled wine I thought it was really good actually. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was nice as well hot chocolate was good yeah, hot, the hot chocolate was good too well, here than the waffles, I think we all had a waffle, if not at this park, at one of at the other one. Yeah, definitely at Studios. Yeah, good waffles. Waffles are very yeah. good. Very yeah. good waffles. Liege waffles. Yeah, mm. bit crispy on the outside, soft in the middle, nice and hot. Or... You, like your mum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Discoveryland, known in some <laughs> cultures as Tomorrowland. Yes. Uh, I really love Discoveryland. I love how it looks, even though I think the vibe it's going for is. Not undermined so much, but obviously there's quite a lot of Star Wars stuff going mm. on there. Feels like they've like sold out a bit the sort of Jules Verne aesthetic that they were going for yeah. to uh, to put some Star Wars stuff in. But um, some really good attractions in here. Uh, should we do Buzz Lightyear first? So this is Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters or Laser Blast, I think it's called. Uh, very similar to the one in Florida. And uh, I think. Josh, you were the top scorer on on each occasion that we rode uh, this. Other than the Ooh. oh no, breakdown day. the breakdown day, oh, Abby, yeah. where you sort of put your uh, Call of Duty camping sensibilities yeah. into use on a theme park attraction. Absolutely. Listen, if you no longer go for a shot, then you no longer score. So something like that. Ed and Senna said that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah very similar. I'm going to get that on a poster. <laughs> put it up on my wall. If you no longer go for a shot, you're no longer. Space Ranger. That's true, yeah. yeah. That's the right one. Yeah. Yeah, the ride got stuck at one point and you obviously had identified a very high scoring target. Yeah. And just spamming it. Just spammed it. Yeah, exactly. Ended up with a cracking score. Paul, I think you were the one who ended up in the, the always fun situation of being in a solo car so you could dual wield. Yeah, that was great. Akimbo lasers. It was amazing. <laughs> but it's a lot more difficult than you think. Like you think you pick up the, the guns and you're like, oh yeah, this is fun. And then you actually try and aim at anything and you realize, oh crap, I kind of still have to do It's worth it for the photo though. Like you always get a good photo if you're dual wielding. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, you basically have to sacrifice your actual score. But of course, that, that is what makes this one different to the Florida version. The fact that you can uh, pick up the guns like uh, like Men in Black, for example. They're not tethered to yes. your car on, like a, on a cannon like they are in Florida. So I think that probably makes this one preferable to me oh, compared to the Florida version yeah. I much prefer being able to take the gun out of the out of the cradle and, and, and fire away you know I'm not, I'm not very good at it I did feel like some of the set elements were broken or not not spinning not turning yeah it doesn't feel whilst I prefer the way the guns work in this one I think uh, like the production value for lack of a better term is, is not as good as the Florida version yeah um it's worth noting, actually, obviously, given the way we were entering most of these rides, we actually missed out on 
most of the, the, the queues. Yeah. So I don't know, I can't remember from 2018 if they have the big uh, full size Buzz Lightyear animatronic in the queue for this one, like they do in America, uh, which is always a, a highlight. Yeah, I can't remember. But, uh, I can't remember. No, I can't remember either. But yeah, Buzz Lightyear is good fun. But um, other than that, it's Star Wars rides here in Discovery Land. Uh, they, they have the Astro Orbiter, don't they? Yes. As well. And, and uh, the Voyage of the Nautilus, which was closed. And uh, Autopoli- Autopia. Oh, the Speedway. Tomorrowland Speedway, which is called Autopia in Discovery Land. And there is also a, a station for the for the main railway. Yes. As well, though some of those were closed uh, at the park on this particular yep. occasion. So we've got Star Tours, which uh, just the three of us did, Paul, Josh, and I, correct? Taren did it as well. Did Taren do Taren Star Taren Tours? Oh, well, yeah. I forget who did what. but uh, So with Star Tours, I don't remember what scenes we got. So this is... Again, they've they've changed this. So obviously, Star Tours back in the day was a dedicated, designated story and yeah. and scenes that had been made. Now you're going through scenes from various Star yeah, Wars so films. We, we got uh, we got pod racing. We got pod racing. That's we right. We got uh, Boba Jango, Boba Jango Fett. Oh, in the asteroid field. In the asteroid from Attack field. of the Clones. Yes. And yeah, not the strongest selection, I don't think. I don't think I've ever seen done the Fett scene. Before. I think I have because I, I remember the sonic boom uh, of those mines that he puts down. Right, yeah. It's but my first time with that. It was, it was okay. You thought, Josh, that and we had a long wait to get on this. Yes. So there was um, another disabled guest um, in the group before us and they went on the same car as we did. I think we, we came off going, oh, that's not, that wasn't as... Uh, Abby could have done that, I think, with yes, our exact yeah. words. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't as didn't throw you about as much as we felt it has done previously which mm. is why i was led to believe that maybe they have a disabled friendly uh version mm. of car going on quite possibly quite possibly yeah good gift shop though on star tours i thought yeah, maybe one strong. of the best uh on-ride gift shops or post-ride gift shops on-ride gift shops <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two, please. Uh, yeah, I got a, a Star Wars spirit jersey, which I'd eyed up in Florida, actually, earlier in the year and um, took a punt on. And uh, that was a solid purchase. Yeah. Oh, uh, while we're on that, this is going to, I'm afraid to say, Tom, but oh. you could get that even cheaper if you went to the <sighs> Disney website. I didn't need oh. to know that, Josh. Yeah. Didn't need to know But that. if, if uh, anyone else out there has been eyeing it up in Disney World or Disneyland Paris, head to the Disney uh, store and you can online and you can pick one up yeah that's a bit more boring tom knows that he went to actual disneyland and brought that back with him it's got that magic of the thing disneyland is I, I never i don't think uh, a purchase like that even me would sort of uh make it like, like it's, it's one i have to make in the sp- spur of the moment you know yeah but i, I think I, even if i knew you know, that it was cheaper online or whatever. It's not something that I would go out of my way to seek out in that way. Like yeah, it's kind of a think, multi-stage you know, process, whereas I've just got off a ride. I want a Star Wars sure ride. someone's at home to get like, picked up. No, I think it was... I don't think it's that concerned about no, that stuff. All this stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're I think, not wrong, you know, he never leaves the house. You, you, you get that, that at Disney World is like $90. I think Tommy paid 40 euros. I think it was 60 euros. 60 euros. Yeah. And then I think it was like £40 on the Disney Store website. So... If you was looking at it and you was like, oh, it's a bit, I want it, but it's a bit much at $90. Yeah. 
you're in luck. It's only 40 quid on the website. Mm. There you go. There you go. Right. Hyperspace Mountain. So. Oh, dear. Yeah. And we're going to talk about, Why are you? You're not, you weren't even on it. Well, because you did it. I, we'll do this in two stages. Um, I just stopped myself. So this will ruin the drama. So, Taryn, you, you were counted out for count on this one. You, yep. You were in the Videopolis. No cripples allowed, yeah. Yeah, you hung out in Videopolis, which uh, that's a big old building. There's a lot going on in there. So, it's not just, there's a quick service I restaurant. I some, like, some, I, uh, what's his name? Donald the Duck. What's his name? Donald, Donald the Duck. <laughs> Donald, Donald the Duck. The duck yeah. I think you'll find. They were doing some Christmas, like, play on there. Donald T. Duck. Yeah. 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 They were ending that. So, I was watching that while you went. Space Mountain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we did eat in there on the last day. Uh, where, like, am I right in remembering that, like, the fries out of nowhere were suddenly sort of reasonable? Yeah. Yes. Particularly the they were freshly made. I think everywhere else, they must have just, like, had them in the back for ages, just, like, under a, a heater. A really I think it's also because we got some salt packets as well, so that helped. Right. Mm. I, I, had a, I had a vegan burger in there, and it was actually pretty decent. I'd probably put it above a McPlant. But then wow. a plant is a what, very... two or three pounds, if that. And I think this was 11 euro. Yeah. But anyway, yes, Hyperspace Mountain. So first time through it, just the three of us, Josh, Abby and I. And one of the highlights of the previous trip, so we're all very excited to get back on it. Still holds up. Yes. And uh, no broken phones this time, which is nice. <laughs> yes. Wait, did you break your phone last time? Yes. Wow. A historic moment. It was in my back pocket on the ride and it bent. In the pocket. Oof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It still oh, sort yeah. of baffles me how it wasn't a Samsung happened. Yeah. Must have been in your pocket at a really weird angle. And you'd have been doing like a lot of squats that morning or something. <laughs> it was like a rock hard ass. Yeah. Uh, but Abby is someone who, as you say, you you were on the anti sickness tablets yeah. on this particular occasion. But even back in 2018, you liked hyperspace. I enjoyed it, but I still got bad sickness from it, which is why. <laughs> <laughs> I limited um, how the frequency of how often we were on that. We did it a couple of times and it was fairly quiet last time. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely one of um, the more enjoyable rides. And this time I obviously loved it way, way more because I didn't feel sick afterwards. It was, it was great. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you don't know, this is not just sort of a, a recreation of the classic Space Mountain kind of attraction. This is a completely different roller coaster, still indoors almost entirely. There is a very brief moment where you're outdoors. Uh, still in the dark, uh, meant to you know be like you're in space, but it is uh, you know it's got multiple inversions, over the shoulder restraints, far faster, more intense coaster than the traditional space mountain. But some years ago they rethemed it to Star Wars, so you've now got John Williams, you know iconic score pumping out at you the whole time. You've got projections of uh, X-wings going into battle against Tie Fighters and Star Destroyers, and all that stuff works pretty well, I think. Yes. Uh, as we'll get to when we do studios, they've kind of employed some of the same techniques now on uh, what was Rock and Roller Coaster and is now Avengers Flight Force. And I don't think it works quite as well on that one. No, so. But uh, here it still works well. There's even moments where what's happening in the projections actually tallies to the way the coaster is moving at certain moments, really naturally. Yeah. yeah. There's one moment where you're kind of crawling up a hill before you're about to dive back down on the coaster. <laughs> and as you dive, the X-Wings are diving to uh, to head into battle against the Star Destroyer. So it's yeah. all very nicely directed. It's really impressive. But Paul, you joined us for an unexpected late jaunt on the final day onto Hyperspace Mountain because of the aforementioned uh, deal that you made with Taron that if um, he got us onto Big Thunder Mountain again, you would do Tower of Terror. 
you then got a little bit of a of a bug for doing some some of the rides that you've been chickening out. Yeah, because so um, you, you did hyperspace. Yeah, because we wanted to. I wanted to try the Avengers one, right? And that, the Avengers one had some technical difficulties, which yeah. is why we ended up at a hyperspace mountain. That's right. But that, that that was that was really good. This was the first time I did a like a a roller coaster. A big roller coaster. Yeah, like an actual <laughs> upside down thing. And I didn't expect there to be two inversions until like what was it? We got in the queue like what two minutes before we got on the ride. And yeah. Josh was like, "Yeah, by the way, you know, it does it twice." Um, but, but you loved it, Paul. When you yeah, no, I really loved it because, um, yeah, I I thought I rec- I was recording. I think we were all recording audios for different rides. For that one, I was kind of like on the edge. But then, as soon as we started, I don't know something something just like clicked, and I was like, "This is fun." <laughs> I think it's just um, having having the over the shoulder restraints kind of helps a lot because then you're like, well, "There's nothing else." Secure. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing you can do apart from just hold on to it, and it's kind of a more natural thing as opposed to, you know, a little seatbelt over your over your waist, which is doesn't feel great at all. Uh, so I think that's it for Discoveryland. Uh, does anyone now that we've gone round all the kind of main lands have anything at all to add about any of them? Any particular bits of merch that you bought in any of these lands or foods that we didn't talk about as we went round that have come back to you? That that first day that we were at Discovery Land with the fog and everything that mm. looked awesome. Yeah, that was it so did. Yeah. I think some of my favorite shots would have been from that. The day. atmosphere it created was absolutely amazing. Like you could not see very far in front of you at all. And as it started to get darker and they start to light up everything, it, yeah, as you say, some some fantastic shots. Oh, you bought a nice Christmas decoration in Discovery Land. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, it was in the shop next to the Buzz Lightyear ride, and it was a Black Panther little figurine um, that lights up purple. So the suit lights up purple, and then the eyes light up purple. You know, when he's absorbing that energy. And it's him doing his classic Black Panther pose, but he's got a snowball in his hand. It looks really cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And they actually had quite a few good Marvel ones there. I would have bought those of them if they didn't cost like 20 euros each. Bit sad that um, the most exciting ride of them all wasn't available to us. Remind. It's a small world. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course. This was just down, wasn't it? This wasn't a, uh, sorry, sir, you can't bring your uh, your wheelchair on situation. No, it's just, uh, just down. Just down. Out for the count. Yeah. Alas, this year's Phantom Manor. Yes. We'll just have to go back, lads. Yeah. What can we what can you do? What was what were they doing to it? Was it just like refurbishments and stuff? Yeah. Burning it down, I hope. <laughs> what? Taking out the Russian dolls, maybe? Oh, oh, if sanctions have hit Russia hard. <laughs> that just added more Ukrainians to it. Yeah. 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 As you as you damn well should. So that takes us nicely back to uh, the main plaza out in front of the castle. We did spend a little bit of time in the castle. There are some little shops in there. You can also see the dragon underneath it, which was cool. Yeah. I've never seen mm-hmm. that before. The shops in the castle, though, are, are frankly a nightmare. Absolutely, they're, they're so small yeah. that even there probably weren't that many people in them. But it was uh, so hard to get in with like my water. It felt yeah. like there were hundreds of people around you. It was just yeah. nightmarish. I was just scared to knock something over. Yeah. Yeah, they put the most fragile stuff. Yeah, it's like, like balanced on boxes. Basically cupboard sized <laughs> shops. It's a bit and like on like cobblestone, so it's not even like flat ground. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a bit of a farce, uh, to to be frank. We, because to be fair, you know, other than the very last day that we were there, which was a Friday, which was go home day, I didn't feel like the parks felt unless obviously everyone was assembled in the same place for fireworks or something, they didn't feel 
certainly by the standards of Florida, and I think that's where I'm coming at this from, it didn't feel like stupidly busy. Um, just walking around, like it never felt like I could turn around and hit someone in the face at any moment. Like I always felt like I had a decent amount of space to get around and, and stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think it felt busier than when we went in 2018. Yeah, but definitely so. not as busy as mm. uh, it has been in Disney World after COVID. Florida's changed a lot. But it was like, for me, it's like people were just didn't care. Mm. Like me and Paul would be driving around, like walking around. People would just be like walking into me and like, so it was like, there's, no one was like quite Sorry, aware. Sorry, in, in Paris? Yeah, in Paris, yeah. Right. There was a distinct lack of spatial awareness. People would literally just walk into you or like you'd just be behind them and you'd try and get past, but they'd just be like, stop. Or yeah. like walk backwards yeah. or just turn around. And it's like, there's no like, and then they'll start shouting at me. So it's like, mate, you're the issue. Hey, you, why are you in a wheelchair for? <laughs> what was that What was that guy in the um, Spider-Man thing? Like what he said? Daffros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. That was funny. Um, yeah, you kind of, I think you... I was asked to go to the front by one of the... the yeah, you, but you, I think you almost ran him over, basically. Um, and so... Sounds like he deserved it. Yeah. But the, the lady the, asked him to move. He never moved. I, well, I, I we should seek a, We should seek a right of reply from this gentleman if yes. we're going to make these kinds of accusations. I, I'm not saying... I'm just saying what he said. He, I specifically heard him say, his wife was like, uh, oh, why are you so far back? And he went... Davros almost ran me over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's a great line. Yeah. That was in the other park, unfortunately. Yeah. But we ended, uh, we did see the end of day uh, spectacular festivities at Disneyland Park. We did stay till the bitter end on we, one day. We got a good seat, day. didn't we, Tom? You and I, Taryn, were in the, in the posh seats. Yeah. For the fireworks. Kind of a two-stage extravaganza. So uh, we had the kind of well, almost a three-stage extravaganza because they have, as we alluded to at the start, they have kind of some, some nighttime uh, light shows and things that go on on Main Street with the Christmas lights yep. uh, and some nice voiceover and, and music and whatnot. And, and I really enjoyed that. Um, they kind of flash the lights up on the, the wreaths and decorations that, that go over the buildings on Main yep. Street leading up to the Christmas tree, which then lights up from the bottom up in kind of one swift move and that that was really great but then the main show around the castle at 10 to 8 in the evening they have a, a light show where they use uh, drones in yeah. a pretty spectacular fashion i think that was everyone's favorite part of it was it not that's definitely my favorite part yeah of the show. i thought the drones the drones were really impressive yeah there's a bit where they arranged them to look like a big 30 yes. for the anniversary mm. and then like a like a mickey yeah, yeah. Like a turn and uh, that was pretty cool uh, I'm trying to think if I'd seen. I don't think they were using drones in 2018, were they? No, they definitely. No, not. definitely not. They did use them in Disney World this year, and I was there. Uh, it's a pretty good effect, but I think even more impressively here, actually. I think that's what made the the actual show kind of less exciting than the pre-show because I was thinking, oh, cool, they did like this drone thing in the pre-show. What are they going to do in the main one? The main one was just kind of like you know, your box standard projection. But the main show is rubbish. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I was at, what, like, what did you make of the light show to start with, Taryn, as someone who probably had the best view? What a bit. I think Paul mentioned it earlier that some of the projections were just like, just literally copied and pasted from the film. Some of the projections were actually made for that um, show. Yeah. Which were so much better. Yeah. But you could really see the difference of like, which was just a copy paste from a TV show or a, a film yeah. and which ones they made. So it was like, if they're actually putting some effort into it, it would have been nice that they 
they do it fully for that show mm. and not just grabs random stuff from other stuff and like it just made it look a bit tacky like you'll be jumping from one amazing bit to like some yeah there's one point where they make the whole castle look like it's built out of presents and like mm. nutcrackers mm. and christmas ornaments and things like that but then it will transition into just a literally a scene from Frozen. Let it go was just like yeah, just projecting. Yeah, I think this is a better uh, show than the one at Magic Kingdom Disney World because the, that one is all just clips from films. Oh. So if I wanted to watch Dodgy Dave's uh, <laughs> Disney bootleg mega mix, mm. I'll pop down the pub and buy a copy. <laughs> I don't want Disney to be making kind of pub. What pub is this? <laughs> uh, but you could also see the sink was off as well. Like they'll be trying to put stuff on the, on the uh, yeah, and it just looked really weird. The AV guy over here calling <laughs> Disney out. My uh, <laughs> sink is something important, but it like for some something like that big, they should put like it just it was a bit tacky. Mm. Wow, Disney, a bit tacky. There we go. <laughs> Incredible. Says the man who bought three plushy groups. <laughs> bit tacky. Four. Four. Four plushy you groups. Four groups and a rocket. Yeah. Support the film, innit? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's yeah. the party struggling. Independent, <laughs> independent studio. He's all the hell they can get. Yeah. All right, everyone. I think that's everything to discuss from Disneyland, unless anybody has any closing thoughts. Uh, I will say we went to Casey's for one of our various meals mm. uh i thought it was middling yeah the hot dog itself was like okay yeah not quite a costco one pound 50 hot dog no i mean what is no that's very was that the first day we went yes it was the yeah. first day yeah the nuggets were good the nuggets were all right the nuggets were fine the chips were terrible chips, chips the chips were, were horrendous woke. they might have been the worst chips of the trip you know it was low yeah. standard almost entirely but those were the worst they did have a vegan dog so, you know, props to them for that. And uh, like a chili bean uh, garnish, if you like. Yes. I think, you know, if right. I'm calling for the restaurants to be replaced by McDonald's, you know you've got a problem. Because wow. <laughs> I'm a man who uh, hates the fact that Starbucks have taken over the, the cafes and, and the cookie places in Disney World. So, uh, but I think, yeah, McDonald's would be a, a market step improvement we did go to Mackey's yes and it was bad yeah that was in that was in the village not the park the village but that's going to do it for our Disneyland trip report emotional stuff Uh, but we will be back next week with Walt Disney Studios Park so join us for that oh yeah in the meantime there's lots from the trip that you can catch up on on the socials the Instagram the TikTok etc best place to go is links.parkrush.com for all of that and if you want to get in touch with any questions about Disneyland Paris you can email podcast at parkrush.com until then stay safe out there have a great Christmas we'll see you next time Merry Christmas see ya